Hey guys, Tyler here. Before we dive into the show here, we thought we should take a quick moment here to remember those that were lost in the shootings in El Paso and Dayton this past weekend. And just want to let all those know that have been affected by this senseless tragedy that we are with them and that they are in our thoughts and prayers. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome back to another episode of the Keel Podcast. I am your host, as sometimes, Al Keel, alongside me, the insider of the insiders. <clears throat> Wait for it. Holding and pausing for effect. Tyler Keel. That's a much better title for you, Alex. Some, as sometimes. Your it, host, you're as right. sometimes. This is the longest streak since the cup final when you went two weeks in a row. I'm glad. I, or actually, not even for the cup final, because you weren't even here for the final. I had to recap myself. That's fine. Our friends at DTS were like, I thought there were two. Just, just let it go. Let's let it go. We changed the title officially. Thank goodness. When you go on the street now, you wear the shirt, as sometimes. As sometimes. Grammatically incorrect as I'll get out, but we'll have to go with it. Grammatically it. incorrect. Grammatically incorrect as I'll get out. You are talking to a semi-professional writer. Actually, no, a professional writer, because I was paid by the ECHL. I'm getting paid by the hockey writers. I get paid by Davenport, so I am a professional writer. Oh, my goodness. Okay. All right, so we should probably tell it. Alex, you want to just describe what's So, going? for the folks at home that, that are can't... wondering what's going on in the background. Okay, here's my thing. If you're going to tell me to say something, shut up! That's true. Now, as I was saying... For those of you at home that can't see this situation, really, in our how can you see it? You're listening. You can't see it, but you're seeing the sound waves go up every time two people talk at the same time. You see, I think it's it was a poor thing for me to not do a couple episodes here and there because you talk too much. You know what it is. You know what it is interesting to talk for an hour and a half by yourself. I did a baseball demo by myself. You ever sit in, uh, sit in a for basement? You, for the rest of us, it's, oh my God. Before you oh get on to this, and that one's yours. <laughs> the peanut gallery that we usually have has a microphone now. We're going to give them. Hello. The first one was Kelly, my fiance. The second was Alex's girlfriend, Katie. They are live with us today, so imagine like a you know they you know some radio shows have like producers that just talk whenever. Well, this is them, except they're just we're producers. They're Woo! Not, they're producing something, <laughs> producing noise, producing noise exactly for the peanut gallery. For the peanut gallery, yes. So if you start hearing ram things in the background, it's not a sound effect. It is two females that are talking to microphones. Yeah, and yeah. yes, we both can both confirm they are females. And they both identify as that. That's enough of that. 2019. If you want to tell Tyler that he gives too much information out on the podcast, make sure to use the hashtag TheKeelPodcast and tweet us at TheKeelPodcast. And tell us if you like the peanut gallery in the background because we're about to find out here soon if we actually like it or not. I mean, I like it. It's just well, bad for you. Well, I like it you. too. Just the microphone part may be the killer. But however, guess what? This could hit a thousand listens maybe. We're for great. Th- Shut up. For the record, this was your idea. Well, okay, no. Think about. We actually the talked about it the last time they were on because you could hear them muffled in the background, Oy. but we could never actually hear them. So let's, let's put a mic between the two of them and see what happens. <laughs> we'll see if my bright blonde idea is a good idea. Remember, I'm blonde, not stupid. Anyway. 
Hey, you're blonde too. I don't want to hear big shoots. Don't yeah, breathe, but you are hey, blonde. hey, Alex, remember when you worked for the IHL? Anyways, yeah, remember how I worked for the West Michigan Whitecaps? How's Berlin treating you? Remember when? When did you get fired already, Alex? Good job. No, I'm still working there, and they so want me back when? for last year. Thanks for those free tickets, by the way, Alex. Yeah, how about them free tickets? Shut up, Jack well, Wagon. And wait, nope, if, zip. If, if nope. it's when though, moving on. I'm taking away those tickets. If you want to let Alex know and tell our uh, our friends at the Downtown Sports Network know that if Alex is going to say that he still works there, he shouldn't say remember when because it's, it's not really remember when. Use the Twitter handle at DT Sports Network to check out all of your good football and college football and racing and other sports. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. We're going to be there too. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, we're on there too, by the way. Yeah, the Hockey Podcast. The, the Kiel podcast, the only hockey podcast they got until they get one better. And then, like I said, we're all alone. There'll be no one there beside us. And make sure to tweet us and use the hashtag to tell Tyler to stop singing. Sing. Now, moving on with the show and hockey and whatnot, we got some signings. Now, yep. before, now, I know you have this all down on the thinger, Majigger, on this nice little on script the, that the, you on make. The what? On the what? The thingermajigger. The thingermajigger? Yeah. The, the, I put good effort into this drive document. Yeah, it's a thingermajigger. Google, sponsor us. No, Goodbye. do not. Hey, I can try, man. Now. There's an outlet somewhere. Let's plug it. Now, Tyler, last week's episode, I made a bet with you. Oh, dear Lord. I made a bet about a contract, and it was about none other than Linus Olmark, who... Signed for one year at $1.325 million. No, 2.65. No. $1.325 million. Linus Allmark signed. Oh, right, because it, it was two years at, okay, two years at 1.325. No, it was one year. No, because I heard it was 2.6, or no, yeah, he, he's you're, like, you're he thinking of, No, you're thinking of Jack McCabe. Jack McCabe made 2.85. Made no, right. Allmark is, was asking for two six five, and no, up getting one. he yep. was he, he asked for two point six five. That's, that's where was. we got into it. Yes, so he officially signed. So you have two options here: either A, I said for two, and you're like, and I made a bet for five dollars, so you can get five dollars cash or one trip to Timmy's. Well, no, we both were wrong because didn't you say two and I said two dollar two million one? We both lose. Well, yeah, because you suck. Well, well, technically, no. Then that means I win because no, you went over. No, so did you. But you went no, over. It, I was closer. It doesn't matter. We I both was, lose. I was we closer. We both lose. I was closer. We would both be kicked off the show, and Drew Carey would look at us and be like, listen, guys, I know you liked Who's Line, but get off my show. That's literally what he would say. Whose who's Line's okay? Hey, the original oh. Who's Line was the best. The original Who's Line was amazing. Especially Colin I, I agree I with the I agree so with the fian- I agree with the ladies on this one. It wasn't amazing. It was Are it was it was good. Me? Someone hit him. I can't. I'm just no, saying. No, no, I would no, no, I would no, rather I, spend my afternoon watching, you know, like Eddie what, Izzard Bob or something. Ross? Uh, yeah. Bob Ross. Yeah. Bob Ross. Yeah. Bob yeah, yeah. Ross would not be a bad idea. Yeah, I'd watch Bob Ross. That stuff's relaxing. But Eddie, Eddie, that's the difference in who's lying and Eddie Izzard though. Eddie Izzard is straightforward. Like. Straight, there's no walls, no barriers. Who's lines like, hey guys, uh-huh. the wall Rich, uh-huh. Richard, uh-huh. Richard Simmons. Richard Simmons. Seeds from a hat. Seeds R- from a hat. 
I'll play. I'll play all the props for these men. Things you'd say to start a fight. You guys, guys want to start, start a fight? fight? It's the best one ever. It is literally the best line ever. Whose line was it? Yes. Yeah. That that was not Colin. Is that Colin? No, it was the it tall was, one. Uh, the other one. I can't. Uh, tall boy. Everyone knows Colin. The Colin's Canadian. No, he's Canadian too. Okay. Guy, yes, uh, we know comedians are can- mostly Canadian. We get it. Okay, it's funny. Yes. No, they're not. Well, like you know, like Jim Carrey and stuff like that. Anyways, long story short, some Canadian, Ryan some Stiles. comedian, yeah. Ryan Stiles. That's who it was. Sure, I'm gonna forget that in five seconds. How did we get here? Oh, who's lo- oh because we did the the rules of let's make or not let's make a deal. Flipping Price is Right. We both lost the lines on Mark Deal. He signed for less. Good. Sorry. Now, 1.325. Fair for a backup goaltender in the AHL. I mean, the NHL. <laughs> yes, the NHL. That being said, we also have some other signings. Yes. We'll move down to Tampa first. Kevin Shattenkick. Which we did not mention last week. Got bought up by the Rangers last week. Correct. And, yeah, duh. <laughs> he was... Listen, I'm not saying he's more useless than Mark Stahl, but he sure as heck was not a top-pairing defenseman. He'd be like you in the net. I'm confused. Like, useless or what? Yes. Okay. <laughs> well, the funny part was was that he went to New York because he wanted to go play at home. He wanted to play in front of MSG, and that was a flopper do. Not as big of a flop as Alexander Day, or Alexander Dahl, from the Ottawa Senators in the 93 draft. 93 draft. Gosh, that was so bad. Anyways, it just didn't work out. He got injured. He wasn't performing. And his his minutes began to dimin- his minutes began to diminish. Say that ten times fast. But no. no, yeah, exactly. But gets bought out. Can sign wherever he wants to go. Obviously, not going to sign for the same amount of money because <laughs> duh. So then, good old Breeze was like, you know what? We have cap space. Said no one ever. We're going to sign you for one point seven five. One year, we'll give you a shot to make a comeback. And Shattenkirk says, okay, this is a good hockey team. I'll be third pair for sure. I mean, I'm not going to get into the whole Tampa cap situation. I already crossed that bridge before. We've already crossed that bridge as well. Correct, Mundo. But it's the fact of the matter is he went on, he went to the press, and Alex, I think you have the quote right there. I do. The quote that was said by Mr. Shattenkirk is, and I quote, I think I have a huge chip on my shoulder right now. I didn't work out with, or it didn't work out with injuries and performance and with the way the direction of the team, or the way the direction of the team went. I think that's how the, spo- the no, quote No, no, that, that was the quote. It's, it's a hockey player, dude. He's got to figure it out. Continuing, the way that kind of deteriorated from when I signed on July 1 to now. Man, he's got to work on this. It, dude, you, okay, hockey player, by the way, end quote. Hockey player interviews are rough. You're you're telling me. I have, trust me, and I interview college kids too. Unless they're doing like some elaborate thing, it's very unlikely. Like when I did my ECHL articles, when you read those online articles when interviews, there's a lot of filling when you're doing interviews because you know the, the box parentheses? You literally have to put that in there for people to know the context of what the player's talking about. Yes. Because they will skip words. This is not. This is literally a, a copy and paste here, and it's. And this is not. I, I mean, I pulled it off from our friends at TSN, but it was also on Sportsnet, the Athletic, the whole nine yards, all of them. Continue onwards, Alex. 
the second part of the quote was, I think I'm pissed off at myself for not taking advantage of the opportunity to play at home better and give them a reason to make it a no-brainer that this wouldn't be their decision, end quote. Basically saying, I screwed up, I was crap, I was garbage, now I have to do better somewhere else. The point of the matter is, just, I don't... I'm glad he can't came out about it because not many every players are like you know I'm just happy for this great opportunity to play with this good hockey team in Tampa. Listen, he admitted the fact he stunk in New York. Ever since he left St. Louis, he has been a subpar defenseman. That year when he went to Washington for that half year, the year that they won the President's Trophy, they were going to be the best team. They were the Cup favorites. They stunk. He stunk in particular. Goes to the Rangers hoping you know hey this team's still competitive. Oh they stunk. They fell off the cliff quickly. And now he's going to a team in Tampa. And you're right, he does need a chip on his shoulder because he wants to play better. Now, blaming the direction of the team, I'm not saying that's his fault in particular, but the writing was on the wall with that Rangers team. They barely got into the playoffs the year he was in Washington. He signed on with a team that was a wildcard spot that beat the Rangers, or beat the, excuse me, beat the Canadians in the first round. A Canadian team that, at that year, that was a very weak Atlantic division. Don't forget, Ottawa and Tan- Ottawa finished... They finished third that year, right? They finished third in the division. Boston finished second. That was a very weak year for the Atlantic. And that was also the year after Florida won the division. So that's where the Atlantic was then, not now. So signing out with the Rangers, he thought it was going to be another great year, another playoff con- con- contending team. And next thing you know, they're saying, hey, guys, we're going we're gonna to stink. <laughs> we're gonna st- At the end of that season, we're going to rebuild. And you know what? That rebuild turned around pretty quickly. Getting Capacaco, getting Jacob Truba, Adam Fox. Capacaco. But it's. I'm not saying Shattenkirk is leaving a bad situation because let's be honest, he would not have played. No, he's, his- he's leaving a solid team, but you know what? It wasn't his choice to make. Obviously, New York. Jeff Gordon ha- made a great decision. New York had enough will and enough way to say, hey, I don't want this player anymore, and Tampa decided that they needed him. Which, I mean, I guess if it works for them, it works for them. Because for us here sitting in a basement, we don't necessarily have all the answers. We just talk about what people do. And we see how bad Shattenkirk was. And he was right when he said it was a no-brainer. Or he gave them a reason to make it a no-brainer to buy him out. Because let's be honest, that contract, he ain't trading it. Right. You have a better chance of trading Dion Phaneuf's contract for a third time. Which he, he, he got bought out. Yeah. yeah, he got bought out, exactly. But the point of the matter is, he's going to a team now that's solid defensively. His minutes will be diminished. You cannot tell me he's going to be a... You can't tell... I don't even think... He'll get third period minutes. I don't see where he fits in the lineup. He's not going to... He's going to get zilch for power play time. He's going to have to earn his, his money back. Yeah, but I, I mean, mean, many... Let's put this... Many defensemen in his role and where he's going to be put in this lineup would not be making 3.1. It's the previous reputation that he has as of why he's going to be making $3.1 million. Right, but but kind of looking at the team that he left, though, was they don't they didn't need anything. So it was They it was, do need to get rid of Mark Stahl still. I mean, but of course That is you, true. They, you can only buy out so much. Right. Five point seven for the next two years with hey. a UFA his UFA year being 2021-22. So the lockout year. So he's pretty much their hope. It's not so, going to be a lockout. The Rangers are right now praying for a lockout just so they can get rid of Mark Stahl. <laughs> Literally what they're doing right now. 
But I don't think so. No, no, nobody's praying for a lockout. Because let's be honest, as much as I want to cover junior hockey or cover the AHL, in I full, don't want. I'll I'll cover the AHL. Yeah, sure. Yeah, we'll hey, we'll get those media credits. Griffins, we'll, you and I will sit Bob Kayser, man. We'll just sit there and watch the Wolves beat them every night. It'll be great. Yay! And that one section of Chicago fans, it'll be awesome. We'll sit next to them during the game. Just to be fun. Then we'll go into the. Then we'll just climb yeah. down in the locker room. But we were in Chicago Wolf stuff. Uh, no, this is someone else's thing. Right. Um, Did I lose you? I, I no, going, you didn't. I was going on a on a vision quest. You didn't lose me. On but... a vision quest of the future of t- of November of twenty twenty one. Dun dun dun. Now we have some other signings that happened in along this time the, 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 the week that we've been kind of you know not talking. Well. I mean, for for the first time that you uh, we've done a show on an exact number of like an actual week after we did our last show. Yeah, it, it's no, it's not. It's, it's the, been a while since, since I could stand that we were doing a show in less than a week. It's better than waiting nine days to do a show. Yeah. So Joel Edmondson was awarded one year by three point one million dollars in arbitration. He was in arbitration with the St. Louis arbitration arbitration. I'm not. I, Arbitration is good for players' rights, Tyler. Uh, I know, I know, I know. It's just annoying because I don't think Joel Edmondson's $3.1 million. Here's the thing. He's about 2.65. That's what he is. Hey, listen, I, okay, he's better than Jake McCabe. It's not is about... That, is that really what the base was on Jake McCabe's contract? Are we basing contracts off of a third, possibly slash fourth pairing defenseman for the Sabres? It's not about what cap space is left. It's about what's right. You are going to sports management. You really want to be an agent, don't you? I don't want to be a freaking agent. Gonna, Screw you know agents. Else? You are going to ruin some team's cap hit one day just because your client's going to want $25 million because at that point you'll Dude, screw a- being an agent. I don't want to be a freaking agent. Yeah, you do. Have to cater his need. Your mom's on the phone. Why won't you pick up? I don't want to deal with that crap. Agent, take it over. Uh, well, Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Stevens. Mrs. Stevens. Mr. Stevens. <laughs> Mrs. Stevens. <laughs> Uh, it's Mr. Stevens. We're yeah. talking about, we were talking about Eliezer before the show. Yeah. No, I'm just you're kidding. Mr. Stevens. No, you're Mr. I'm your boss. No, you're Mr. Stevens. I'm Lord Vader. Darth Vader. Lord of the Death Star. What's the Death Star? You're in the Death Star. I really hope that the peanut gallery mic is working right now. Oh, but yeah. Yeah, because uh, the girls are playing Grand Theft Auto right now, and this is hilarious. Which, by the way, Alex and I made a very good point. That game is... That game is five years old, Alex. Yes, that game is five years old, and it's It started trucking. when the PS4 was released. No. Yes. No. No, we got it on the PS3 initially, but the PS4 came out in 2014 when the game was created. No. When the, ga- when the game, I don't know which was released first. PlayStation 4 was released after Grand Theft Auto right, this 5. this is some serious... No, dude, Works. because here's the thing. I would have not gotten Grand Theft Auto Five on the PlayStation 3. I would have waited and gotten a PS4. September 17th, 2013 was the release of GTA Five. Okay. Now, September 13th. Of 2013, yes. November 15th, 2013. Ah, two months! Ha! Literally two months. You're right. Ha! You win. You win. You know I what always else? win. No, no, hey, Ty, you, no, you, 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 you want to know why? No, you don't. You want to know why? No, you don't. I'm always right. Alex, you're left-handed. I'm always you right. right left-handed. I'm always right. You right left-handed. I'm always right. Does anybody get that? I'm always right. Nobody. 
It's not about right. It's about right. You know what I'm saying? Alex, you right left-handed. You eat left-handed. and I, It's no, not about nobody right. Nobody was the... appreciating the right left-handed deal I was going with there. Tyler. Nobody. Zip. Nada. Zilch. I get, I'm going to turn right. I'm going to turn into Roddy Dangerfield. I get no respect. <laughs> yeah, no you don't respect. get respect. Where's my bow tie? I get no respect. You want to know why you don't get respect? My girlfriend comes up. My fiance comes over to hang out. She doesn't want to hang out with me. It's because you. That's why you don't get respect. That's why you don't get respect. I've all. I've done it already. How's the mini witch races going, buddy? (laughs) (laughs) I get no respect. (laughs) Buddy, I knew I was going in there. I was not going to do call. I was not going to be calling races. Exactly. What? You could. You called the little kids driving the golf cart. Yes, yes. The mini witch races. Yes. Hey man! Always going to the inside. Hey, there are more of the cone. There are more yellow flags in those races than there are regular races. That's yeah, because yeah, those kids, yeah, those kids don't care about if the engine. There's blows. a six to nine division and a ten to fourteen division. A six to nine division. Stop it! Stop it! No, nice. You probably could. Yeah, you are about the size of half the drivers. So yes. Beautiful. Holy mother. No, you can't. Oh, jeez. This show is falling off the rails. I bl- You know what? I blame myself. Going I, off the I, rails. I, you know, it's flying off the rails. It literally hit a jump and it's flying. Like a train in Grand Theft Auto. Because that's exactly what a train would do. But you can't steal trains in GTA. Yeah, and also in GTA, you know, the, the train stays on the track. It never stops. Moving. It never stops. Even if you're in the if you're standing there, guess what? You did. Never gonna stop, man. Never gonna stop. Speaking of never gonna stop, because I'm thinking of Edge. What? Remember the remember we got the news. It's not hockey news, but the fist come back to SmackDown. Yeah, I guess. It's gonna be cool. Hey. Uh oh. Back to hockey. Oh, hockey news, by the way. Yeah, Jake McCabe and Oh yeah, Jake McCabe. Yeah, so the thing you were just talking about. Uh two point eight five million dollars by two years. Okay. Fair. Eric Fair. Yeah, that's fine. Avoids arbitration, though. Avoids arbitration, yes, because the last thing you ever want is, well, arbitration. Well, it's not the last thing you want. Well, you really don't want it. Because... The last thing you want is waiting for Marner, which we may not have to do anymore. Okay, so James Myrtle. Breaking news. So it's not breaking news. James Myrtle wrote a piece uh, Friday of, of, of The Athletic. Which you're welcome, Alex. I just pretty much gave you access to it. Yeah, I'm going to use it, and I'm oh, going to It's wonderful. It. The Athletic is literally a great investment. Then again, I got it like 60% off because it was off-season. So I get it for an entire year for 3 bucks a month or 2 bucks a month, whatever it was. But he wrote a piece on what's the updates. Because obviously there's like there has not been a whole lot. There's been talk. There's been whispers. There's been Mitch Marner doing, you know, wake-serving 360s. Literally nothing has happened until now, until James Myrtle, the man, the Myrtle, the turtle, Myrtle, the turtle. Uh, He doesn't look like a turtle. He's got a pretty good posture. So he's not turtle enough to get into the turtle club. He's not turtle enough to get into the turtle club. Turtle, turtle. Does Dana Dana Carvey wasn't Canadian, was he? No, he's not. No, No. I don't think so. But anyways, Myrtle went on. I was talking to a bunch of people. He said that. The Leafs are right now offering between nine and eleven million dollars. Eleven million dollars. Sorry, they're giving them nine to eleven dollars. They're giving them a free appetizer at Boston Pizza. Nine to eleven dollars, a crisp high five, and a clean T-shirt. <laughs> clean Maple Leafs T-shirt. Nine and eleven million dollars. It's it, 
that's two million dollars. It's it's. I sure Myrtle, they weren't going to give him a whole lot. Let's be honest. There are both parties right now are trying to probably keep it pretty tight lipped right now. They don't want to reveal too much. But you think, oh, that's a close number. Well, yes, but that's pretty much what we've been thinking all along. It's either going to be on the low end of nine or close to Matthews. And Myrtle put in the piece that he was, that the, the martyr camp does not care about what comparables. They don't care what, say, what Ryan O'Reilly could make or what Pasternak makes or how they compare points and what Braden Point could be making. I.e., i.e. what basically every other agent does. Correct. That Marner Camp wants Matthew's money. That's just, I mean, that's them. They want Matthew's Listen. respect. Correct. That's the That's been the entire And I understand line. that, but... I don't. Have, I love Martin Death. He's the perfect Toronto boy. He is Toronto's. He is Toronto's guy. He is this generation's Dougie Gilmore. Mm. And let me tell you, oh, you got a better one. Mm. I'll tell you right now. Give there me was, a second. There until until now, there were less Nazem Kadri. There were more diverse views on Nazem Kadri than there were Dougie Gilmore. There was a lot of different reasons for that, and we're not going to get into them. But what I'm saying is, is that. Marner is universally liked by the Leafs nation as the same way Gilmore was in the 90s. You cannot disagree with that. Well, because he's an all-star talent. He's an, he's an amazing talent. Ooh, he four. is from Toronto. He bleeds this team. Toronto. Toronto. He wants to be here. And the fans love him because he is their guy. But let's be honest. Matthews is the better talent. You cannot tell me I'm wrong. Is he the better talent in the long run, though? I don't know. He's injury prone. Matthews? Yes. Yes, because he got he hit. Took, yeah. You're right. He got but injured last year. Right now, Injured Alex, the year before. Right now, who would you rather have in your lineup? Ma- or I'd have Marner. Why? Most certainly Marner. Want to know why? Because as of right now, as it stands today, I know for a fact that he can do 80-plus games a season. Matthews did it his first year. Yes, he got he got hit a couple times. It happens. No, he got hit once, and then ever since he's had oh, a glass right. shoulder. So you're telling me ever since Crosby had the concussion? Oh, he's injury prone. Why is he making ten years for eight and a half, eight point seven million dollars? How many injuries has he had, Ty? Once you get one, really only two, two concussions. You know for a fact that he's had more, two Not- major ones, but he's had more. So once it's so it's- where is Matthews had a major injury? What I'm saying is skill wise. Who would you want in the lineup? Marner. In the game, when the game is on the line. Marner. Why? Because he blocked a couple shots in one game of a playoff series that they blew. Because he's quicker. A A he's quicker. He's quicker. B, he is a. You're right. He is a magician with the puck. But why is it when Matthews gets the puck, he can change the game? So Matthews can Marner. Gets, at times, but it just seems like you want to know why why when Matthews the changes puck, the game is because he's slower than he used to be, and all he does is hog it. Because, yeah, and he has a good reason why. Because he can move the puck, he can shoot, he can create opportunities. So can Marner, yes. But what I'm saying is, where does it show one season for Marner? One ninety-plus point season for Marner. What point does that d- deserve Matthews' money? Matthews is not a generational talent, but he is arguably one of the best players in this league. 
And I have not seen that in Mitch Marner. Yes, he puts dogged effort night after night because he needs to. Because he knows he's not as fast as the fast. He's not as fast as Kapanen. He doesn't have the hardest shot and hardest snapshot like Matthews. He doesn't quite pass the puck. Like sometimes when Jake Garner can move the puck through the neutral zone in the offensive end. What I'm saying is that what, what Marner lacks, he makes up for in effort. That said, he is not worth Matthews' money. But he plays more than Matthews. If, because if, why? If, he got hurt? Players get hurt. It's the NHL. It's not he got hurt. He got hurt multiple times. How many games did he play last season? Far less than Mitch Marner. You want to know why? Because Mitch Marner wasn't hurt. He's dependable. How many times did Marner get hit hit last year where an injury possibly could have happened? A lot. No, no, not. Okay, the last time I remember was the 2018 playoffs. He goes dirty. He goes in the corner hard. But when has he ever been lit up? When has he ever actually been physically hit hard enough where you could see an injury? Matthews, those couple times, listen, he got hit high in the shoulder. I'm sure you're being a bit ridiculous. I think he's been hit plenty hard. He, he, he plays is. he plays hockey in the National Hockey League. He, That's yes. what he does. He He's going tough. to get hit hard, and there have been times where he can, quote-unquote, get lit up. I.e., he played but, an uh, entire series versus Boston, and he survived it. Right. And A I, team I, that is and quintessentially the hardest hitting in the league. I agree. It, think he, of it this way. I would rather have... Mitch Marner than Austin Matthews, if not based on skill, based on dependability as an asset. If I'm going to invest eleven plus or ten plus million dollars in an asset, if you're going, then this, I'm then going to then I'm going to depend on it to be there every single game. I'm not going to spend more than ten million over ten million dollars for someone that only plays half the season. Now. I, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. If Austin Matthews gets through the entire season He's and he plays fifty goals, and yes, he, and he plays over eighty games or even over seventy, I'll give you that. But until that happens, he's injury prone. So that he first is year a he, liability. That first year when he put up 40 goals as a rookie, just no big deal, right? No, I'm not saying no big that. deal. I'm not saying no big deal. I'm saying yes, he's a he's a superstar talent. Exactly. Don't get me wrong. So he's worth the eleven point six and however much it is. But where is on, on on talent alone? Exactly, he is worth that money, and that's why you have to pay a player like Matthews. But Mitch that. Marner is a better all around player. Have you not seen Matthews on, in not, the defensive zone? Not just on the ice tie. Have you seen I'm Matthews not, in the defensive? I don't zone? care about in the defensive zone. I'm talking all around, on and off the ice. Off the ice shouldn't matter. He lives it, in Toronto. You make three million dollars a year in endorsements, anyways. You don't need. <laughs> so then, tell that to Matthews. Why didn't you tell Matthews? Because Matthews make... doesn't live in Toronto. He goes back because, home every year. Because he, goes... he makes because... far more than Mitch Marner in promotions and in deals. Heck, the only you could say the only reason why Mitch Marner was in the Apple advertisement was because he's great friends with, with Mister Mister Austin Matthews. Or it's because the NHL said, "Hey, you two are the best players on your team. Why don't you go do it?" But what I'm trying to get at, Alex. Skill-wise, you pay Matthews that money. Marner is very skilled. Yes, he is worth more than a lot of players in this league. I don't see him making more than Kucherov, though. There is no good reason to see him get paid that much. But that doesn't matter about comparables, because that's not what you're Marner's right. that is camp not, wants. You're, no, they don't want comparables, but yet they're trying to compare themselves to Austin Matthews. All I'm saying is this. 
it doesn't matter how much you play or how much you pay your star player. It matters how much you pay the players that are worth it. Because I, I, you know what? Connor McDavid is making the most money in all of hockey. Because he's and the he's best playing player. on a crap team. Because they can't spend more than X amount of dollars because Connor McDavid makes that much money. And they pay so, Leon Dreisettle too much. Benefit of the doubt there. Perfectly fine. They make bad contracts. However, they're trying to put players up next to Connor McDavid. And once you have one player that makes too much, a lot of them are going to make too much. I'll give you that. So, we're in a cap era. Doesn't matter. We are? Holy shnikes, man. I've been asleep for 15 years. It doesn't matter about how much you're giving your star player if your star player is not playing every game. How do it you mat- know that he's not going to play 82 games That's why I'm year? saying. If he goes through this season and he plays more than 70 games and he doesn't get injured, I'll give him that. Good job on you. You're worth your money because you're a star player that can score numerous goals and have an amazing presence on the ice and you're dependable on a game-to-game basis. And I get that. I get- so just how you're saying, until he can play as good as Matthews, I'm saying until he's as dependable as Marner. Let's see. There you go. I'm just and on that and on that note, I think they're equal pay-wise because no. if you're paying one for skill, you're paying the other for dependability. I, he's a great player every single game. He's only a great player when he's healthy. Do you see where I'm getting at with this? I'm just trying to understand that the fact that because just because Matthews got hurt a couple times, that he is a diminished player because of it. I'm That's not saying the part he's that diminished. Me. I'm not saying he's diminished player. I'm saying he is an unreliable so you're one. Tell, so what you're saying, Alex, is that Austin Matthews, when he plays 60 to 70 games, is worth Marner, who is, plays 82 games. So you're saying if Matthews was playing 82 games every year, he'd be a $13 million player. Yes. So, and they wouldn't pay that anyways, because Dubas can't be that dumb. Yes. But that's why you have to understand. Like you said, it's a cap era. Marner has to understand where he's at. Yeah, and he also... He's had one quality season. Yes. One subpar superstar season. One. Okay? Okay. How... Does that, yes, it's a contract year. That's a perfect time to do it. But what gives it the merit to give him the money to a player that, even when he's out of the lineup, Alex, even when he's playing less games than Marner, has still shown that he is one of the best players in the league every single time he's on the ice. There have been times, Alex, when Mitch Marner's gone on the ice and has not been a factor. Matthews as well, but whenever Matthews is out there, you can just tell there's a difference. Because you're blindsided. Marner makes a difference when he has the puck. Matthews makes a difference when he's on the ice. 200 foot, 85 feet wide. Matthews can play at both ends. Marner is an offensive... He's an offensive magician. But put him in his own zone without the puck. You're right, Alex. He blocked two shots at the end of a game and saved the Leafs. Holy cow, he won game three. It's not just one game. He, he plays defense. He's Yes, he's in the own zone, but he, when has he ever been? And yes, it's hard to judge a winger on defense. I understand that. I agree. But you no, can, no. I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. Austin Matthews is better at poke checks. I'll give you that. And he's better Great. at cleaning the puck up. And he's better in his own, own zone. That's why centers get paid more. Marner is not good enough to get paid the way a top-end center in this league is. 
It doesn't matter. It shouldn't matter about position. That's one thing that I hate about this That's league. That's why is I'm that, saying is that Matthews that is more valuable because Matthews has to play the 200-foot game. He has to take face-offs every single time. Every Marner, player has to play the 200-foot game. It's the same surface. But Marner doesn't, has not shown that he is a defensive player. He's not a defensive liability, but he's not shown that he is capable of being a defensive a defensive game changer. I guess that's the best way I can say this. So then you don't put him on the penalty kill. Great. But they do anyways because he has speed. And I guess he's, exactly. he's done a really good job in penalty kill. But it's not... The point is... Listen. Is that you cannot give him that amount of money. If you stare at the star and you say that it's bright, great. You pointed out the obvious. If you, and I if you, Marner that he's a if, fantastic hockey if player. If you stare at Austin Matthews whenever he's on the ice, he's gonna look great. That's the one. No, because I stare at Jake Gardner all the time when he's on the ice, and I want to shoot myself. No, 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 no. I'm saying with, with, with the, with the in the back of your head saying going, that's that's a great player, and then you just keep staring at him. Man, that was a great play. You see how he skates? That's great. Oh, did you see that play? How he was just getting in there with the pot? Oh, that was great. If you watch that with the same way with Marner, I bet you'd be. The same way. Oh, that's a great player. You see how Marner. Yes, he does a great you job. You see how he's. You see how oh, that yes, transition was. The offensive zone. I'm just trying to figure out where you think that he deserves the same amount of money as Matthews. Why? Because Matthews doesn't play 82 games. The point. You don't because think- he has the ability to. Because he has an agent and he has rights thanks Fine. to the let's National tr- Hockey League Player Association. Let's. You're right. Alex, they don't. Let's, let's trade Marner to a team that can afford 13 million dollars to put him on the top line and never win a stinking game. Great. Have fun. You know what? You go have fun in Arizona. Great. Your team may make the playoffs, or Darcy Kemper's going to flop. Great. Just you. That's how it should go. Let's Great. Let's do it that way and call it good. Great. Make him sit. I don't care. Great. If he doesn't sign by opening night, screw it. You know, because guess what? After opening night, that contract has to go up because it's in season, which costs you on the cap. So, yep. you know what? Make him sit. Great. David, Have him sit next to David Clarkson over there on Robida Island. Them two can go have they go have a mimosas together, and then Mitch Marner can do wake surfing three sixties on David Clarkson's boat. I don't care. Yep, great. That's how it should go. To that, I say, Marner's a great talent. If he wants a certain amount of money and they can't agree to it, he doesn't have to. He doesn't have to stay in Toronto. He's a hockey player. They play that sport all around the world. You're right. Have him go play. They played in Kenya. Cool. He could play for the national team for Kenya. You're right. That'd be that'd be great idea. Maybe people wouldn't. They would be like, "What's money? Well, we can't pay you that." I just, whatever. Moving on because clearly you're. I I started talking about him moving away. And you're like, "Great, whatever." So clearly you just stopped all of your conversation. No, no, I'm not. I'm not stopping all my conversation. It's the fact that he's no player or no team should be held hostage by a situation. Your, so, no team should be held hostage by a player. You're right. No sir. player or no team should be held hostage. So, this RFA bullcrap, sure. If he doesn't want to play for the team, then he should be able to go wherever he wants. And if he wants Instead to play, he has to be, sit. And he has to be reasonable if he wants to play for the Leafs. He has reasonable? To under- he He's asking for what everyone else is getting. So, well, in this case, he's asking for what Matthews is getting. Hey, he just wants the same slice of pie. You don't You're, want you don't want slice to, of pie on a team that doesn't even have the batter for the bread crust or the pie crust. So that was a very that was a pie what? And or graham cracker crust, bud. With pie with graham cracker, whatever. So graham crackers are also made with dough. Let's see. I'm, tr- I'm just made with dough, bud. I'm trying to figure out where this team has cap space, and the answer, Alex, is uh, nowhere. Yeah, they're they at, don't because they're over the cap. They're at 85 Because LTIR mil. is a thing. By the way, LTIR shouldn't be a thing. 
No, that's how no, that's how it works. That's how the CBA works. Shouldn't. Well, yeah, you're right, Alex. You want to have a player that can never play again on your contract? That's hey, that's what David no, Carson. If, if he can't play ever again, he shouldn't count. But that's then that's against players' union rights of just, just completely eliminate, completely releasing a player. You can't do that in today's age. It's against the players' union. If he can't play, then the team that signed him the contract should have to pay them. They yeah. shouldn't be able to say, "Oh, I can't pay so you." They, so, so they lose. You're telling me they lose a roster spot because of an injured player. I'm not going to get into this with you. Because it's going to make zero sense from your end. How is it going to make zero sense? Because if five players are on LTIR and they can't move them, and they can't, then they have to get they get penalized because they have five players that got. Why hurt. can't David Clarkson play the game anymore? Because he has been physically incapable. He has been tested. His body cannot take the same. That's why Nathan Horton's back can't take it anymore. Joffrey okay. Lupul's has been the same and can't take it anymore. Okay, so I understand. So why should that. a team have to pay those guys if they can't play? Force them on the ice and let them play. Not saying that. What I'm saying is, who signed the contract for him? The team did, because when they signed, they were actually the good. Toronto Maple Leafs did. Yes, so they should have to pay for him. And same with Jarfield, because when they signed that contract, they were worth that money. But injuries happen, Alex. It's the game. Hey, Austin Matthews didn't play two games because he got injured. It's the game. You're right, Alex. That contract may have. If Matthews does get hurt, hello, LTIR. It's what happens. It's hockey. You shouldn't be penalized to have to pay a player six million dollars. And lose a roster spot, lose cap space because he can't play. That's not fair. I'm not saying it's fair. I'm saying, why do we even have LTIR? Be- because what did I just say? No, no. What I'm saying is, it shouldn't even be a thing. It should be okay. So this team has your contract, so they should just pay you, and it shouldn't be even thing. It does so, It shouldn't be on the books. Okay. It shouldn't even have to worry about it. I agree that these players should be paid, and I agree that. These teams shouldn't have to waste a roster spot on a player that cannot play. I'm just saying, why is it a thing? Why does it show up on cap friendly? Why does it show up on all the boards? Because the players have a chance to come back. Because if they randomly, they take one year, of, then you're going to find teams, find loopholes. All right, we can't afford you to pay this year, so you're going to LTIR for a year, and you can come back the next year. That's not how it works, Alex. That's why you have But players. it does, though, because that's what the Toronto Maple Leafs did with loophole. But they, he never played. He never came back because, well, he, he couldn't. He physically could not. Listen, if there were three players on the Leafs roster with the current CBA, yes, they'd have to pay one of them. I understand that. But you shouldn't have to pay three players, though. If you want to get rid of entirely, yes, you can just tell players, hey, we're going to pay you to just go somewhere else. You want this, That's pretty much kicking off someone, kicking someone off the team, but paying them to do so. It's which really is, a severance package. Which is stupid. Well, so that, but that's what you're suggesting. What I'm suggesting is whoever signed the contract, so in this case the Toronto Maple Leafs, because that's who signed the David Clarkson contract, correct? Yep. They should pay David Clarkson his money that they that they promised him, that they signed to do. Okay, they can and pay they him, should, but why should they have to lose a roster spot for it? Because they didn't know when they signed. I'm not saying that they lost a roster. Are you listening to me, sir? Because I am listening I said, to you. Because I, I just said, I don't believe that they should have to waste a roster spot on David Clarkson because he can't play. But should, what it, I'm should it go say, against the cap? No, it shouldn't go against the cap. I didn't say that. What I'm saying, Ty, if you were listening and stop being so damn hard-headed, is that the team that promised David Clarkson his money, or whoever is on LTIR, their money should pay them. And it should not be a matter of, oh, 
we don't want you on the books anymore, so we're going to trade you down to Vegas. So your, your, your LTIR and stuff, that goes down to Vegas. They can pay for you. No, 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 no. That's actually, not how that works. It was actually Columbus that had the contract when they put him on LTIR, by okay, the way. Fine. fine. Columbus then. Whatever. So then they shouldn't have traded him to Columbus, and then how do you end up in Vegas? So basically... Expansion draft. The expansion so ba- draft. So what, basically what you're telling me is the team that promised someone money for their services okay chose not to pay pay them their quote unquote severance package they're paying them the are, are they get, the players are getting paid the players are getting paid but not by the people that promised them the money that's like saying that if, no because no 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 that's like saying if you signed a contract to do services for company A and you know you were injured on the job, et cetera, whatever, you know, during your performance. So in David Clarkson's case, playing hockey, they, you had to retire early and you, you could no longer work. So they had to pay you your severance package and they, they, you know, et cetera, you get your money or whatever. And they say, Oh, by the way, uh, we don't want to take care of that anymore. We're going to sell your rights, quote unquote, your playing rights to company B. So now they're going to pay you. I don't see that's fair. Hey, Hey, what? Disney is announcing a new bundle with Disney Plus, Hulu, and ESPN Plus for only twelve ninety nine a month. Cool. Anyways, I like that. That's actually that's pretty know. cool. That's great. That's really good. ESPN but Plus. Alex, finish with ESPN is because I'm trying. Plus, Hulu and Disney Plus. I like that. Cool. Get back to your point because I'm trying to figure out what you're. My point is, if someone promises me to pay me money, which somebody did, and I got screwed out of it, I screwed out of money that I was promised. That they should pay for it. Okay. That they should pay that money. You're right. And LTIR should not be a thing. Contracts so, should not be traded. Because in that case, you're just saying that people can be traded even if they're not being, you know, going from one team to another. But they're still getting paid. The players are still getting paid. You're saying that shouldn't be on the books. You're right. I'm I, saying that the team should be penalized. No. The team that promises them the money has to pay them then, the money. Then do what you say. And get rid of it. Get rid of LTIR, but you can. That's what I. That's what I just said. But you're saying that you. But so the team should pay for it. Yes. But there's no LTIR, so the team gets completely. It gets a bypass. You don't have to worry about how many players you're on LTIR. Nothing. Correct. Is that what you're trying to say? Sure. Okay. Because you clearly made it seem like you were trying to say the team has to pay for them. They have to keep them. Blah blah blah. No, that's not how. I'm not it works. saying that they have to keep them. That they have to pay them. And then it's not the fact of. Okay, so David Clarkson, now you are, you know, a Columbus Blue Jacket, quote unquote. No, he was a Columbus Blue Jacket. He was in the trade for Nathan Horton's contract. Okay. He was a Clark. He was he scored one goal with the Blue Jackets. Okay, fine. Then got hurt. Then, okay, in that case, then, uh, so then Columbus and whatever they hold their rights to the contract or whatever, and then they trade him to Vegas through the expansion draft or whatever. That that doesn't make sense to me. But that's how it whoever works has the rights of the contract, quote unquote, when the player is no longer able to play, they have to pay out the rest of their contract. They shouldn't be able to you know, right. give it away. So a new so CBA ma- talk. So Marion Hosa should not have ever been a quote unquote Phoenix, you know, Coyote. Same and then thing Pavel with Chris Pronger. Well, and then Pavel Dotsuk okay, should Pavel, not have been one. Pavel Dotsuk w- retired abruptly. That's a completely different scenario. That is not LTIR. That is completely different. That is not relevant to this 
conversation. It's the same thing. No, you're, it's, you're not, trading. it's not LTIR. It's because he left early and the team still owed him money because it was not a 35 plus. It was actually, wasn't a 35 plus guy. Anyways, he's not, he wasn't an LTIR. It was a contract they needed to get rid of because they were still paying Dot Duke. That was still going against their books. That's why they had to trade him. Was he playing for the team though? No. Well, then he shouldn't be paid. You're right, Alex. You you know what? You go to New York when those CBA meetings happen next year, and then you voice your opinion. Because guess what? I agree with you. It should not count. But guess what? It's going to because the NHL, we've learned, is Dumba with a capital B. They're not a capital D, capital B, because I want the B in there because I guarantee you Bettman says it. Bettman pronounces the B. No, he doesn't. He's a lawyer that is very well spoken. He's not that stupid. Well, he's the league it and its players' association is dumb. That I will agree with. So the entire you're right. The whole kit and caboodle and a half is dumb. They don't operate in certain areas that could be optimized. And no. in every, in almost every aspect of the league. I now and the worst part is it's the out of all the hockey leagues in the world, it's the best ran. It is the best. <laughs> that's the, that's the unfortunate part about the whole thing. Because I I don't know what else, what are you going to say? The the KHL has ran well. Are you kidding me? Tell me a difference in the East and West Conference. Everything. Money. Tell me that, I mean, the, the, Swedish league, the Swedish League and the Swiss League and the Finn League, that's good, but it's not the NHL. And that's why we always get into referees and that they're the best in the world referees, and yet they're the worst referees and but, everything. No, they're the best in the world. It's just the fact that the fans are picky. No, are you, we're not going to, listen, we can only do so many topics for Angry August, Alex. I'm just saying. Hockey fans complain all the time. What are we doing this show for, Alex? To promote the game? To talk about the good game of hockey and the great league that we're represented by? Oh, yes, sir. Woo, yippity-dee. To talk about the news. Talk about the news. Yes, we complain a lot. I agree with your girlfriend. You complain a lot. I do. I have an opinion, and it's going to be heard, gosh darn it, by the 20 people that listen to this episode. Sure. Half of our mother just click and play every single time. But who cares? Whoever's liking us in Brampton and Spain, I love them. That one person in Barcelona. Yeah. Even though I'm a Real Madrid fan. And we lost our Spain, our Spanish fan yeah, club in one swing. That's enough of that. Ronaldo for days. That's um, overrated. Let's get a couple things done, and then we have the actual thing that we're supposed to get quote-unquote angry about. I know uh, the title is now. Yeah, I should stop saying You should just unquote. put the quotations in the air. Do air quotes. Laser. <laughs> laser beams on uh, their foreheads. I want Jark the freaking laser beams attached to their heads. They're man-eating sea bass. Well, that's good, too. That's good, too. Uh, Minnesota Wild are still on their general manager, Hunt. Yes. Um, I saw this piece today. Well, we talked about it last week, of course. We just bashed Paul Fenton, which was, well, of course, why wouldn't we? Who wrote the piece? Let me quick. I think it was Justin Bourne. I want to say it was. Justin Airborne? No, Michael Russo, pardon me. Michael Russo wrote this. So, they I mean, they need a general manager. We mentioned our five, which got me into my Peter Shirelli. Peter Shirelli of the Minnesota Wild. Yep, I'm down for it. Peter Shirelli doesn't even know how many lakes there are in Minnesota. Peter Shirelli doesn't know what Wisconsin's most notable for. Oh, Lord. Well, I'm going to start reading off Peter Shirelli doesn't know how many lakes there are in the Great Lakes. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Peter Shirelli does not know uh, how to play Family Feud. We're going to do a recipe first. Peter Shirelli thinks Tom and Jerry's stupid. All right. 
So Anything let's else? Look at the. I'm, I'm done, Alex. List. I'm done. I'm done. I don't need to go on again. I'm done. Oh, you're not taking forever. I was gonna go off the. I was gonna do the entire, you know, step by step process of making a, a sweet cherry pie thanks to Pinterest. She's my cherry pie. Cool hey. drink of water, such a sweet surprise. Nice voice crack. I'm best at it. I should stop saying quote unquote, and you should stop singing. Nope. Which will be first, Alex? It'll definitely be you. I can put money down on that. Yeah, because I'm going to sure. keep singing forever. Mm, as long as there's music us. and I still have my vocal cords. Let's be honest, if I don't have my vocal cords, well, I'm pretty much useless. So, uh, if I understand it correctly, Don Woodell and Bill Guerin... Billy Guerin! ...are the two front runners right now. Waddell well, is... Those are guys they've had talks with. The presidents and the... So the front brass. runners, quote unquote. Yes. I got sap. Ah, I said it again. Yes, athletic team owner Craig Leopold and team president Matt Matchka. I have to have the quote-unquote jar. So Don Waddell was the guy that traded for Nino Niederreiter last season, and then Billy Guerin, uh, he was the Penguins assistant general manager for the last five seasons. So he kind of has a bit of experience in this platform, except for, you know, I mean, Wilkes-Barre, Scranton, that they have the paper down there, so that's good for them, at least. Yeah, they have, no, that's just in Scranton, not Wilkes-Barre, Scranton. They, hey, that one episode of The Office, it was at the Wilkes-Barre, Scranton, you know, practice facility, and it was hilarious, because I was like, hey, I know that team! I know the Penguins, that yellow and red team, because they have red. Besides, speaking of which, does Chris Summers have a contract yet? Sorry, no, but uh, no, Billy Garrett, so. listen, he worked under Jim Rutherford, who helped build, you know, a, I don't say a dynasty, but a team that won back-to-back cups. A team that was a very competitive hockey team. Garen's been there since he retired after, by the way, winning a cup with the Penguins. So he has experience in the game, but the hard part is we've seen it so many times of players that take over in general manager roles that absolutely flopped, i.e. Ronnie Hextall. Joe Sackick is finally coming around, I guess you could say. It's it's hard to look at where Garen could be really step up i mean it it is a hit or miss opportunity you can't just hope that a guy, say hell this guy's you know he worked here he's gonna work perfect he's got the resume the pedigree yada 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 it's trial by fire yeah you could you could have the best i guess analytics you could say for gm and say this guy will work this guy's a good hockey mind this guy has got it all figured out yada yada and so forth but you will see if it actually works by on how he does it right he's got a team that Let's be honest, could be on the downturn. Miko Koivu's not getting older. Zach Parise is going to be on LTIR pretty in any year now, it seems like. Eric Stahl is getting older. Devin Dubnik's not the same. The team is in a weird transition era, and if Billy Guerin's able to say... Because here's the thing, Billy Guerin never had to go through a rebuild. No, The, the, the last time not. he quote-unquote rebuilt, I think, what, when he was in Edmonton for a little bit, for a hot second? He never really had to experience a rebuild when he played. I agree with that. He didn't really have that. to experience a rebuild when he was a manager, when he was a scout with the team, when talent coordinator. He never had to. Would he be able to handle it is the big question. Donnie Waddell, on the other hand, he's experienced it a time or two. Right. But in, in my personal opinion, with a team like Minnesota, you have a talent pool down in Iowa. That being said... You got Feder Gradiv as your defenseman down there. Ugh, Bring him up. I'm just saying right now, don't forget, Bakersfield Condors won, what, 16 games in a row last year? Not a single one will make the NHL. Just telling you now. Oh, yeah. But it's it's hard to want. I'm, I'm going to put this. It's 
the AHL success of a team does not necessarily translate to NHL success. Not always. I when I wrote my one of my first pieces, my second piece, I believe it was, was with the hockey writers was talking about the the lack the lack of development in the Montreal Canadian system, i.e. the Laval Rocket. Right. And it I did mention on there how the team was pretty poor. Let's be honest. The Griffins in the last five years since, or let's see, 2013 and what was it 2017? They won Calder Cups. Uh, yeah. How they, many of those NHLers besides Anthony Mantha have actually really made a legit contribution? This and Peter Morezka, I guess you could say, are the only two that have really made a contribution from those teams. Um, Larkin. Larkin never played. He went right. He went right to the show. If he did, he played for a couple. Hold he wasn't. Let, on, me, he let wasn't, me look up the roster was, real quick, at least for the last Calder Cup. He wasn't on a championship team. I can tell you that. Don't forget, Nathan Pesh, Patches, was one of the top players, if you will. Jeff Hogan was the other. But, oh, by the way, breaking news, according to Cap Friendly, Rocco Grimaldi being awarded a one-year, $1 million contract with the Nashville Predators. That's all I got. Let's see. So, um... I, I, that ain't right. What? Danny Cleary didn't play for that team, did he? He, according, according to guys that played with the Griffins, he came to practice and walked around with sunglasses on all the time and didn't play a whole lot. Okay, so. Apparently he was a good locker room guy, though. <laughs> so, looking at the people from just even uh, the 2017 roster, people that are noteworthy, um... And this is just for the 2017 roster. We have, I would say, Hicketts is a player that You're could, right, Hicketts will finally be a defenseman in the NHL because why? They don't have anyone else. Continue. He could play right. in the NHL. Uh, Tyler Bertuzzi is a solid player. I mean, he's got a lot of plus side, and he's been able to do a lot. Don't forget, for, Danny Gare was a big part of the Red Wings in the 80s, but really, does anyone remember that? No, because it's about championships, really. Um, Marty Furk, um, Marty, F- the best, okay. the best shot with the most brainless guy behind it. Yeah. And then, that's the best way I can put Marty Furk's game. Yeah. That, that's all there was. I mean, two, 2013, they did a lot better with, um, what they did. Well, they had Peter Morazic, like I said, a guy that's now clearly a number one goaltender once again in the NHL after a few years of not being a number one goaltender. Right, but if you if you look at the 2013 team, though, you have like Andreas Anastasio, Anastasia. Anastasio. Yeah, that one. Uh, Riley Sheens is another one. You have Timu Polkinen didn't really work out, but Tomas... Timu Polkinen, another guy that could shoot the lights out, unfortunately just didn't. No, actually, he knew where it was going. Just he, that was his, he was a one-dimensional player. Yeah. Tomas Tatar is another solid player. Uh, Tomas Yurko didn't work out. Uh, Landon Ferraro, he was a player that could have made an NHL roster, uh, question mark? He could skate. He worked hard. He just didn't have the, the fun. I wouldn't say he had the skills. But you're right, that team won. Yeah, don't that, forget, that team was a solid Don't forget, one. the 2012 Calder Cup team that the Marlies brought against the Northfolk Admirals was an absolute, it was a veteran team. A veteran minor league team. That's pretty much to tell you all you need to know about it. The the Norfolk Admirals team had talent up the wazoo. John Cooper, in particular, as their head coach. Yeah. But what I'm saying is there's teams that have shown, have been successful that really don't, they have great chemistry, but not exactly great talent. So I don't want to say Iowa being a good team 
is a bad sign, but there has not been a whole lot of development. Because it's been a team, Alex, that's been buying players and giving up draft picks to simply make the playoffs. So if someone can step in there, like a Don Waddell, who, I'll be honest, just caught a, had a very good team and goaltenders made saves here and there and looked good in the process and really only made one or two decent moves. He picked up McElhenney, traded for Nino Niederreiter, and received Dougie Hamilton. So he made a couple moves. I'm not going to negate him of that benefit of the doubt, but he seems like more of the guy that could handle a rebuilding team or retooling or whatever you want to call it than Billy Garrett. It's hard to throw a guy that's that knows how to win but doesn't know how to lose. Dallas Akins, his first time with the Edmonton Oilers, really didn't know what to do with a losing team because he always coached a winning team with the, with the Marlies. Right. How to be on a winning organization. He goes to Edmonton, a very bad team, gets water thrown at him by Taylor Hall, and gets shown the door. Opening, no, opening the show, opening the door for Todd Nelson, by the way. But... I, out of the two candidates that the Wild have talked to, I would much rather get to. I'd much rather like to see Don Waddell because he knows what he's doing. Billy Garen will be a GM one day, most likely. Very smart guy. But unless you want to throw him to the wolves and hope for the best, I mean, I guess you could say it's not like a big. I hate to say it's not a big market, but the Wild compared to the Leafs, the Habs, Chicago, Pittsburgh. Rangers, Pittsburgh, it's not the biggest market. You're right. They're on NBC every it's week. It's the best hockey market, though. Them and Buffalo are on NBC Sports Network every single week, but that's yeah. but that's because you know, they draw good ratings. They do. But I don't think it, it's a, a do-or-die situation. So that's why you could put Billy Garen in the situation, but if you want to have a successful rebuild sooner, Donnie Waddell, who has not, has not received a contract yet from Tommy, Tommy Dundon and the Carolina Hurricanes, he could go to that situation, even though... At, First glance, it looked like Donnie Waddell was just going to move in director of hockey ops when they were going to hire general manager. But now if Don Waddell wants to be a GM, Minnesota may be a good fit. Which would be ironic because, remember, Don Waddell was the general manager of the Atlanta Thrashers. Yeah, but that was a whole situation in itself. But um... So he'd pretty much be taking over two of the three. All he needs now is Columbus and then I don't think he'd ever get Nashville because then he'd get all of the expansion teams from that era. Yeah, Nashville, Atlanta, and then Minnesota. You know, Columbus. screw it. Why don't we just do all the expansion teams ever? You know, I mean, well, heck, hey, eventually, you know what? If Columbus fails, I'm just saying right now, you know, Yuri Kekalainen is going to be out the door. So, Daniel Waddell can make it a couple good years and go down to Columbus. David Poyle will probably be fired by then or get too old. So there's that job opening up. If Donnie Waddell can make it a few more years, man, he'll be there. Yeah, we'll see. Um, moving on and here. And then to the original six. No. Yeah. Um, moving on here, Ty, you wanted to do a uh, Ivan Hlinka Gretzky Cup update? Yes. So that tournament just started. Some of the best under-18 talent in the world meeting up in Czech Republic and beating the heck out of each other. Actually, not really. Not Nothing too crazy. Canada has kicked the snot out of everybody in the first couple games. Yeah, um, that's kind of to be expected. Well, one game was against Switzerland where they beat them 8-0. And let me tell you, there's been some pretty good players on that team. I have the stats right here. And right now, Canada is just leading the stat board right now. Then again, it's only been two two games. Cole Perfetti, one of the, I think, if I'm not mistaken, he was rookie of the year in the OHL. I have to look that up again. But he plays for Saginaw. Very good player. Very talented. He's got four goals in two games. Four goals in two games. But it's looking like right now, the two teams that are going to be battling at the top are probably going to end up being... 
I'm just going to look at the standings here so I make sure I have my groups right. It may end up being Russia and Canada. And that's not because of the first two games. I mean, U.S. squeaked out a win the other day. My goodness. They, let's see, they, yeah, they won in overtime against, yeah, Slovakia. Slovakia is actually, they scared Sweden too. So Slovakia is seeming like a very competitive team right now. But Russia dominated the Americans. They shut out the Swedes. I'm intrigued to see where it goes from here. How, I mean, who's going to move on in the next round? But, I mean, obviously there's plenty of talent to go around. Cole Caulfield with Montreal Canadiens prospect. He's playing for the Americans. The Holinka Cup is almost like the pre-draft or like the sometimes, I hate to say the word pre-draft, but post-draft telling signs of, all right, these prospects that are drafted by these teams, all right, these guys are going to be good, but here are these guys that next year, these guys are going to be higher in the draft. And it's like that summer, hey, guys, look at all these players that are going to be something one day. It pretty much gives us hockey to talk about. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of like a, a prospect, you know, summer league. Because, you know, you you obviously have, like, players like Crosby and all of them and Marshawn that they'll do, like, the summer camps together. But this is, like, for the young guns to kind of actually show their skill and, you know, really kind of, I guess, make sure that their their place in the, the prospect pool, if you will, is planted. So... Obviously, like Connor Caulfield, he, he's a solid player. Colton, yeah, Colton, or Col- Colton, yeah. Um, he's a great player, and he obviously is showing that over in the uh, the Hlinka gretzky Cup. One of the biggest points was, just in talking about the one game against Russia and Sweden, where the Swedes got shut out, Jesper Wallstedt from Luela, uh, Luela, over there in Sweden. Luela, I think it's how you say it. Luela, yeah. 16 years old, faces Russia, 52 shots, stops 50. Boy, that boy's going to have some eyes on him in a couple of years. I mean, goaltending is so hard, and I think the European goaltenders are just getting more and more every year. They're getting more and more exposure. So, and like I said, this is that kind of a tournament that you can kind of step up and say, hey, I'm pretty good. And can we just all acknowledge the fact that there's a defenseman for the Americans named Evan Bushy from Thief River Falls. Thief River Falls. What state is that in? Thief River Falls. That's a great question, Alex. Uh, there's also a player named David Ma. That's M-A. That's it. Ma. 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 Thief River Falls. Where did it? Oh, it's Minnesota. Oh, I sh- okay. I should have guessed that. Yeah. River Falls. Aren't all yeah. hockey players that are coming from, like, Michigan or New England or Minnesota? Jack Williams of the Muskegon Lumberjacks, by the way, on the American team. boy. boy indeed. Um, so that's, is that a, th- all yeah, that it's, you got there? Just, it's early on. I'm going to probably end up writing, uh, the hockey writers piece on the Canadians prospects, particularly of course, Cole Caulfield. So pick it up, Cole, make me look good here. Yes. Yeah, so well, for the cherry on top of this episode, uh, the, the angry August topic of the day, which has become all of a sudden two topics of the day, but that's not, yeah, we're efficient. We, we, we are nothing if not efficient. We're so efficient that we scared the peanut gallery away. We did. No, no, they're hanging out outside. They, they, they like talking. That's what they like. They're good friends. But, uh, yeah. So, the topic, this is actually from The Athletic. Um, it was a article posted, the 2019 NHL poll of best player, most overrated, basically the best and worst in the game. And this is from... 
Ian Denom. 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 Yep. This and is- this is a survey of 200 players, so it's literally we could play a family feud. Yeah, this is uh, 200 players, 100 uh, from or no. 198 to be exact. Near, okay. 198 to be exact. 100 from the Eastern Conference and then 98 from the Western Conference because East Coast bias. Yes. He actually says that in the article. It's kind of funny. Um, but Ian Deneau, yeah, this, is ac- this was actually posted uh, February 28th, so it's actually been kind of weird for us to get it this late. But, I mean, obviously, it kind of goes... There's something to, sh- to talk about. It does. It gives us something to talk about. So... The first um, thing on the poll is who is the best all-around player in the NHL today? At 40... Austin Matthews. No, at uh, the, so the, it's top five. Oh my gosh, we should play. Can we get the girls on here and play Family Feud? No, you're right. They they would they would probably lose because they yeah. would not know who. Not to mention they don't know who Alexander Barkov is. No, 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 no. They Kate, know. Katie knows who Barkov is because she remembers him by the fact that his name is Barkov. He's, and then the fact that he's, Alexander he's spelled with a KS. He's dog off. He's bark off, dog off. Um, number but, one. So number one at 48%. So 48% of the entire poll put him as Sidney Crosby. Sidney Crosby, the best all-around player. I agree with it. I don't care if Sidney Crosby says that Alexander Ovechkin is the best player in the game. No. Sidney Crosby is the best all-around Sydney player. Sidney Crosby says that just so people stop asking him the stupid question every year. Yeah. It's pretty much how it is every single time they play against you. Oh, what are you going to compare? I'm like, listen, Ovechkin's better, okay? Leave it. Thank you. Yeah, shut up. And he's like, three Stanley Cup rings. Go fuck. Uh, Connor McDavid is second with 25%. Oh, good. Man, I'm tired. Ooh. Uh, per- Patrice Bergeron is third at 11. What do you mean, Bergeron? He's not a guy. He's he's the best player. I can't do my Boston accent right now. Oh, I'm Boston. Okay. But ba- Bergeron is the best. I'm turning Italian. Alex, help me out here. Uh, there no comment. <laughs> Try no. You got to give a Bergeron better speech from Boston. Yeah, no, you know, you know, Patrice Bergeron. He's a, he's a great. I like that Mappas, man. Bergeron's he, he's a, a great player. guy. You know, he's ah. Bergeron's all around. He can play shortstop for the Red Sox if we wanted to, man. Let me I tell mean, you. this this guy right Tom here. Tom Brady be throwing him balls if tight end if when Gronk's his Gronk's are tight. You know, if, if if Tom Brady played hockey, he played shooting be, guard for the if, for the Celtics, man. If 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 if, if, if Tom Brady. You know, played played hockey. He, he'd be Patrice Bergeron. He'd be playing for no, Boston no, because Tom Brady doesn't play defense. Ooh, that's not no. That's just that's so he quarterback. Would, so he would be Alexander Ovechkin. Ooh, I take no, because Alex Ovechkin's got a cannon of a shot. Tom Brady has a cannon of an arm. No, he doesn't. He does not have a cannon of an arm. Yeah, he does. He is the West Coast supreme quarterback. Tom Brady can throw the ball fifty yards if he tries. Tom Brady has is the most unathletic superstar quarterback in the history of the game Should they get since Pinterest Fran recipes out? What? Should they get Pinterest recipes out? No, I'm not. I'm not no, I, Tom Brady is... <laughs> I was, what are you guys going to do? Bash Tom, Tom Brady. Brady is... If Tom Brady was a soup, he'd be clam chowder. Okay, that's just that's just regionalism. No, if Tom Brady... No, if Tom Brady was soup, it would be ch- chicken noodle. Consistent, simple, and effective. It's not glorious. It's not fantastic. It's effective. What about tomato soup? Yeah, but you need more tomato soup. You can't just have tomato soup by itself. Yeah, you could. I'd have Tom Brady by himself. Or at least a lot of women would. hey Sounds like... Actually, I don't have a Brazilian accent. Moving on! Uh, Alexander Barkov and Nikita Kucherov were tied for 4th and 5th at 4%. 
The next poll was... Austin Matthews says uh, probably 3%. Just saying. Uh, no. Just go with it. The math doesn't work. Get that the way. Uh, game seven of the Stanley Cup final, who would you want starting in goal? 28% people had Carey Price. I would hey. agree. What is this, 2014? He's not the greatest Listen, regular season goalie. He's a great goaltender. No, he's not a great playoff goaltender either. Now, don't get me wrong. I wrote a piece about this, about the 2014 run. Had he not been hurt, that Montreal team would have smoked L.A. I don't care how the Rangers got beaten in them five games. Carey Price versus Jonathan Quick is much better than Henrik Lundqvist versus Jonathan Quick, let me tell you. Yeah. But it's 2019. His numbers have declined ever since he's been injured. Now, yes, what about the year after? He won the Hart Trophy. You're right. But since he's been hurt again, it's starting to take a toll. I really don't know in right now in the NHL who you want in Game 7. Carey Price probably is it because who else are you going to pick? Braden Holpe? He's won one... He won 16 games once. He was fifth at number six, or was, or yes. he's fifth at 6%, by they the way. They have Marc-Andre Fleury, which is second. Okay, because he's won it before, and he's a very good goaltender. Let's be honest, he would have led Vegas to a deep playoff run this year. Again, Andre Vasilevsky, I don't know who these 200 players are, 198, excuse me, but that's a lot of dumb players. Because Vasilevsky's a great goaltender. He's a magician. How many playoffs, how many playoff games has he won? I can I tell you the off total. the top of my head. I want the total. Um, well, we'd have to do... Here, you you keep talking. You go through the list. Ten. I can tell you right now, ten. Ten? Ten. 2018, okay. they won ten playoff games because they lost... No, they lost in six or seven, excuse me, to Washington. Six, I think. So ten or eleven games. Yeah. And then this year just, just laid a massive fart. Jonathan Quick, listen, like I said, it's not 2014 anymore. He's not a good goaltender anymore. I don't know who else you want to pick because there's really not many standout goaltenders these days. I don't. I could not. I could literally look at you in the eye and say there is not a superstar all-world goaltender in the NHL right now. I could not give you one. Because mm. an all-world goaltender, Alex, is a goaltender that you look on their – like they went to an international team and played for the national team – who would be the standout goaltender? I mean, there's... Listen, yes, it'd be probably Johnny Quick, and it'd be Carey Price for their for the U.S. and Canada. Lundqvist, which would probably still be Sweden, because let's be honest, who else is there? Brzezgalov. I'm going to just forget you said that one. You mean Bobrovsky? No, Br- uh, Brzezgalov. Where is he from? Lithuania? Brz- no, Brzezgalov's from Russia. He's not playing. He's done. Why not? Because he's old and he stunk. Well, Bobrov- I mean, he used to be. So I mean, I guess Bobrovsky. Like I said, Alex, not 2014. Even then, he was. Even though, he, even then, he stunk. But yeah, you really pick Carey Price because who really is left? Reputation alone. Yes, pretty much it. Yeah. Um, third on the poll was most underrated player in the NHL. We have the guy that called out his own fan base, uh, Alexander Barkov. At- Ooh, why is Brayden Point up there? Is I mean- he really the most underrated player just because he plays behind Kucherov and Stamkos? That's not fair. I mean, he's a great talent, and I mean... Alex, here's the difference. I think it's just one of those things where it's the fact that he doesn't get the spotlight. It's like, when, well, it's like Sergei Fedorov won his days. He was behind Brandon Shanahan and Steve Eiserman, Nicky Lidstrom. He was behind those guys because they were the front runners in their position. Alexander Barkov is the best player on his team, and he's underrated. 
That's because Florida, like I said, Florida has not been a good in the last couple of years. No. But he is such a good player, and he was a and he deserves every accolade he gets because he's the best player on their team. And like I said, had Florida been a better team, he may have been a candidate for the MVP. Yeah. But anyways. That's um, the second through fifth is Nichols Backstrom at 8%. Backstrom's not overrated. He's under, or not underrated. He's overrated. Uh, he was tied with Braden Point at 8%. And then fourth Jared and Spurgeon. fifth was, yep, Jared Spurgeon. And then Mark Giordano at five, which I don't I, think. He, Mark he Giordano, won the Norris. Yeah, Mark Giordano is not that, then again, guys, then, guys, then again, guys, we should take the consideration this was in February. And everyone's like, why are you doing it then? Because it's the off season. Sure. Um, who hell this next one? Yeah, number four is who is the most overrated player in the NHL at a whopping 23% people said P.K. Subban. Yep. With the next in line being Patrick Laine. Okay, Patrick Laine had a bad year, guys. Had a bad year. P.K. Subban, if you look at his contract, absolutely. If he was making three, nobody bats an eye. $9 million will tell you, uh, uh, what? No, he's bad. Aaron Eckblad, okay, he's been hurt. Why Dion Phaneuf is at fourth with 4% is literally because of the fact he signed a contract five years ago. Yep. For a long time. For a lot of money. Yeah, and then fifth they have Eric Carlson. Well, that's just stupid because he's making $11.5 million to skate on one foot. Listen, I know concussions are a very sensitive subject. But I want to know where this two of these survey guys were. I won't release it, but it'll just give me clarification. Because mm. Eric Carlson is very overrated. Yeah. But I just want to know just who in the world. Well, then again, Doug Doug Wilson's a buffoon. But nonetheless, uh, next they have aside from your own, which kind of would suck if you were the players for the top two. Who would you most want to play for? From the current staff. Which current it, head coach. Yeah, current head coach. So, which would not include, I guess, Joel Quinville at the time. Correct. So, top two are... Because all Florida's like, yeah. No. Uh, top two are... I don't even think Joel Quinville... I don't think even Chicago players... Well, Q is, a, is an amazing coach. But I guess you have to consider the fact that who is current at the time. But, yeah. Correct. Yep. Um, so, top two at tied at 23% were John Cooper and Gerard Gallant. Ironically, Woo! both Florida coaches, but God. he's very good. Very good. Yeah. Which both, like I said, John Cooper, president winning coach. Yep. Gerard Gallant took a Vegas team from nowhere, took a, a Florida team from nowhere, can get young players to play for him. Barry Trotz is second, which is good. Paul Maurice is fourth, but the guy that's tied with Paul Maurice for 6% literally makes me laugh because you can tell this is a survey taken by players that are not played under that guy. How is John Tortorella in the top five? Because he's a legend. Yeah, so is Mike Keenan. He's a gangster. Mike Keenan, but for all the wrong reasons. He wore a sweater behind the bench, boys. Because he was sick. He's a savage. And they started to win. And Bro, they started to win. He's a savage. You don't change your super. You don't change your winning ways. You want to know what the funny but part about that is? But towards being on the list is hilarious. Yeah. You, the, the, another reason why it's hilarious, Ty, is because the sixth thing on the poll 
Which coach, aside from your own, would you not want to play for? Number John. one, number one, they have John Tortorella at thirty percent. All right, how many coaches were voted for? Did like some players not know who the other coaches were? How many of these players were from New York and ex Columbus Blue Jackets and Vancouver Canucks and Vancouver? Kenny Hitchcock second, Mike Babcock third, Guy Boucher making the list. Good for him. Glad he's still somewhat relevant. Don't forget Randy Carlisle. Well, Carl, because he just he just throws players out there and prays the goaltender stops every puck. Yeah. But of course, Torts is that, though. Are you kidding me? I don't sweater vest and all. The man's a loony. Yeah, it's fine. Like I said, he's this generation's Mike Keenan for a reason. Yeah. So, number seven on the list, uh, they have the most fun city to visit while on the road, so playing road games. This is kind of unfair. 26% said Vegas, so obviously the Golden yes, Knights. Because it's Vegas, it's the Strip, it's what it is. Well, don't forget Old Vegas. Old Vegas is still cool. It's so old, Alex. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> sure, nineteen uh, percent Nashville. They got Chicago, which would be definitely cool. Oh yes, yeah, Smashville. You kidding me? Yeah. Broad, hot chicken, Broadway. Ooh, Bring all that honky tonk. I want some hot chicken now. I just ate, but I want hot chicken. See, there's there's places around here in West Michigan that sell hot chicken, but I'm like, I I need to go down there. Yeah, it's the real stuff. Yeah. The stuff the, that it, could possibly burn a hole in your throat. That's what I want. It's like us getting, like, Chicago-style deep dish from, like, some Giordano's place. Giordano's in Holland. Yeah, Giordano's in Holland. It's, it's not the same, man. Uh, Vancouver. But Giordano's doesn't change. Shout out, Ted. Uh, Vancouver was fourth, and then New and then New York, obviously, because it's New, New York. York. Now, um, worst city to visit on the road is the next one, Winnipeg, with a whopping 38%. Because it's cold, you sissies! It's, it's co- cold in Winnipeg! It's cold, it's in the middle it's the of nowhere. Pl- it's the middle of nowhere, and everyone goes to the nowhere. Yes! At, I'm not going to say no. I mean, I, I've never been to Winnipeg. I've wanted to go to Winnipeg. Heck, I was going to write for the Jets. But everyone said there's more with the Canadians. And I'm like, well, you're right. Kevin Shevel, Kevin Shevel Day Off is pretty quiet. Buffalo was second wish. Because it's cold in Buffalo. And it snows 20 feet. <sighs> there is less snow in Houghton, Michigan, up in the fin of the UP, than there is in Buffalo. That, that's kind of true. <laughs> there is less snow on the campus of Northern Michigan University. Let me get the recipes out. Then there is in Buffalo. There is less Today snow. We're going to be in doing the cherry pie again. in the territories. Try to get this. Then Buffalo. Okay, that's it. Um, Ottawa's next. Yes, because they play in Canada. Sorry, Edmonton fourth, and because there's nothing other than Edmonton. There's the mall. There's the mall. What else is there? And then Carolina's fifth. Because it's not even near a big city. It's Raleigh. It's literally the Canada of North Carolina. That's not true. That is totally true. Don't you lie to me. Raleigh, North Carolina is a Raleigh, place. North Carolina is in the middle of mutt blank nowhere, Carolina. It's a beautiful place. The arena is surrounded by nothing. It is literally where the Panthers play. The reason why they don't put Florida, because it's nice weather down there. You want the next one? It's not where the Panthers play. It's where the Canes play. I know that's what I'm saying. Like it's like it's like the Florida Panthers are in sunshine, which literally you can see from the highway and you can see everything around it because there's nothing. But the reason why they don't save the Panthers is because well Miami's close enough and you can go party in Miami and stuff. Um so number nine, they have which team has the best fans? And I think this was skewed. 
because it had Vegas Golden Knights on there at first. Well, twenty eight percent. Leave it this way, Alex. There is just this pure "Hey, we have a team" kind of thing they got going. For now, had they been a bad team to start off, they would not have fans. They'd be no. like the Thrashers. They'd have been like the not the Wild, but they would be like the Blue Jacks for the first few years. They wouldn't have fans. Nashville kind of just just began to rise out of nowhere. But the Knights have just been this pure fans of, yes, we have a sports team, a major sports team that we can cheer for downtown. It's all cool and stuff. And they're loud all the darn time. It's great. It's entertaining. It's entertaining to watch because it's just this pure. They're not, I'm not going to say they're not hockey fans, but they're not like us hockey fans. No, they, they, they're just fans because we have a team. They play hockey. That's cool. They're winning. Woo! It's not, uh, you know, I'll be honest right now, I don't think March is making this kind of contract. It's not the cap situation. They probably. are the purest fans. They are the purest fans because they just cheer. It's like me with Michigan football. I, I think Shea Patterson is still the quarterback. I couldn't tell you who else is on the team. Shea Patterson should not be the quarterback. Don't you dare start this with me! Shea Patterson. Who was the other guy? Oh, Court? I forgot who the other guy was. Who cares? He ain't there anymore. All I'm going to say is this. It's all I know about Michigan. Jim Harbaugh's the coach. Shea Patterson's the quarterback. Go Blue! I don't know anything else. I can watch the game and analyze it, but it's I just cheer for them. Yeah. Now, the New England Patriots are a little different because usually when I say I cheer for the New England Patriots, I have to defend myself. Yeah. Everyone just gets all butthurt, even though I have to explain to them, you're a bandwagon. Buddy, I cheer for Tom Brady when he's in Michigan. What am I supposed to do? I'm just tired of them winning. Um, don't worry. He'll retire in two more years. Maybe. Well, he just got a contract for two more years. Yep, extension. Uh, the Canadians were second. Preds. That's a lie. <laughs> they, they are the most evil fans. That's the best part they about them. They cheer for them. They, pay, they, can't, they didn't even sell out last year. They had empty seats. The fans are nuts. They want to put the team. You think Leafs fans are the bad? Yeah, because Leafs fans are bad now because we're finally good again. Montreal is bad because, my goodness, they've been good forever, and they want everyone hung up on the stake. Mark Bergevin's been threatened, and everyone's just mad at him. And Carey Price has been chastised before. Max Pacioretty and Alex Galchenyuk got thrown out of town. They're passionate. They cheer. They love hockey. They know hockey. But, my goodness, are they evil. Yeah, the, uh, the Preds, obviously, they have a great culture down there. Jets. Smashville. And Blackhawks. Well, yes, because the Jets are just loud. And that's why I never want to see the Jets arena get bigger. They could easily expand to a 19, 20,000 seat arena. I don't want them to do that. It's that. They shouldn't. It's so intimate. It's, it's. I think all arenas should be like that. I hated, I hated when they made Little Caesar so huge. Well, they made it so huge because they thought it's like the Joe, but they still suck. The Hawks still somehow sell out and they can put 21,000 butts in the seats. Yeah. Same for and Montreal. Standing room. And same for Montreal. Because they have the fans that right now that are passionate about it. Because, well, I mean, don't forget when Chicago was bad, you know, the, the pop, you know, the attendance went down quite a bit. Yeah. But that's how it is. I am curious to see how this team goes. Yes. Yeah, so Chewie's whimpering over there. What's going on, Chewie? Our dog is whimpering. He's upset. He just he just wants love. Oh well, you know what? That's the girl's fault. Um, at num- the tenth on the list is which team has the worst fans? Uh, Barkov kind of mentions this at the thing is the, the Panthers. The Panthers there's have more, the worst there's fans. There's more clearly more Finnish fans than our Panther fans here. Yes, the they Panthers forty eight percent. Why? Because my goodness, you can hear an echo in the building when you when someone could score a goal, a road team, and you could hear him yell from the top of the arena. You could hear him. And this is it's like a basically. Griffin's game on a Wednesday night. Hey, I'm okay with that. 
sit in the lower bowl, man. But Yoter number two, shocker, hurricane. Hurricanes fans are great. Well, yes, they're just mad because we're a bunch of jerks. They're good when the team is good. You're right, Alex. Flyers, okay, Flyers fans is because they are the epitome of horrible people. Tyler, get the bleep button ready. They're assholes. (laughs) They are the worst. They hungry in Germany. Worst. W U R S T. Worst. Because they will pelt Santa with snowballs. Islanders number three because, well, it's really because they booed John Tavares. That can't be it. I wouldn't say so. Because I'll be honest, I would have done the same thing. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd say that they, no, no, I, I, that's, I, not, that's why that 3%. They're I, just probably because they're just very, they, they probably swear at the players. Yeah. The, 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 the way players probably don't like them. Yeah, uh, you're mean to me. My my feelings are hurt. Ooh. Um, ele- the 11th poll was, should the NHL's current playoff format should be changed? Ooh, getting all saucy here. 60% said yes, they should change the format. 40% said no. So, Ty, you may be getting uh, your playoff change that you like or want. I don't, what's now? Okay, so some players said it should be one day. I agree. That's what I want. I don't want teams to be added in. I don't want it to be bigger. It doesn't need to be longer. I want it to be the way it used to be. One and two can be the division. I don't care if three is better than two. That's fine. That's whatever. That's one team. Not an entire division. That's what I'm trying to get at. When a top seed in the Metro division plays a three seed in the Atlantic and the Atlantic team has more points, that's a problem. If a three seed's playing a two seed, well, in the conference... Okay, that's fine if the three seed gets home ice advantage because they have more points. Or the, the assuming the number two team plays the third place team because they may have had one or two more points. Then the third team yeah. The third team has more points than number two because they're a division champion, they deserve it. I get that. But not having a whole division. Right. But then then there's the, the devil's advocate side of it, which is like, well, if my team has far more points than the than all of the Metro and their last shouldn't None of the Metro teams make the playoffs. So where's that's well, that's not why it's well, no, because the point is, is that you'll have a mixture of Atlantic and Metro teams or Pacific and Central teams on the, in the West, but you're not going to have that egregious difference of where it's going to be. The top when you look at the conference and it's the top three of the Atlantic teams and then the rest are Metro. It's going to be, you know, you'll have. Let's go last year, for example. You have Tampa, you'll have Washington, and then it'll be Boston versus someone from the Metro, Toronto versus someone in the Metro. It would not be, you won't have that first-round matchup between two of the best teams in your conference. No. I understand you want the rivalries, but you know what? This is not 1989, where five teams missed the playoffs. There's a lot of teams that deserve to miss the playoffs that right now are not missing the playoffs. There are teams that are making the playoffs that should not be making the playoffs, vice versa. So... I want it to go back to eight. I want it to be one verse one through eight. I understand you want the divisional rivalries. That's great. Then have them play more. Figure out a way. You're going to add another team. Even thirty-two. Yeah, I understand you want each team to go into each barn at least once, and that's the best part about it. You get to see all the players in the NHL. But if you want division, don't forget they used to play each other eight times a year, and everyone else once pretty much, except for in your own conference, you'd even it out a little differently, but. You would play your division 
more often than you play everyone else by and by a large margin. It's not like four games against your own division and three against the other team in the other division in the, in your conference. It was literally eight. And then I think four or five and then one against the, the other conference. That's how it was. And that created a lot bigger rivalries. Yeah. And the last one on the list, and this is really a no brainer to be completely honest with you. Uh, should NHL players be able to play in the Olympics for their home countries? 99% said yes. 1% said no. That 1% can take off. You are no it, longer it part of the It was literally league. one player from the Eastern Conference, and they said you can't take three weeks off. Somebody wants to work uh, with the brass with Gary Bettman because I can tell you right now, a normal player wouldn't say that. Probably plays in New York. Probably play, is this guy, I mean, what, I mean, he's probably some guy that was decent in the Western Conference, got traded over, it's a trade deadline deal, went to his hometown, thought he was going to play good, then he got bought out. Hey, it was an Eastern Conference player, saying it might be from New York. Jimmy Vesey! No. J- Jimmy Vesey is the one deciding vote. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, Jimmy Vesey, he does whatever he wants. He doesn't want to play for a good team in Nashville. That's fine. Go kick rocks and go get. Now go playing in Buffalo. Have fun with that, bud. Adam Fox, you don't want to play in Carolina? Yeah, go play in New York. Tell me how that goes, bud. He's going to end up probably somewhere like Ottawa. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go through a couple of the quotes um, before we, we finish this up here from, from like the people that voted yes, obviously. Um, this is one of the the first quote is if you want to grow the game it's the best way to do it talking about NHL players playing in the Olympics uh, the next one one is playing in the NHL is a huge accomplishment but when you get to play in the Olympics that's kind of a different animal obviously talking about how the Olympics is international uh, complete I'd say it's far superior in prestige I'd say just because of the Olympic part of it. Um, the next one is everyone wants to, everyone wants to play in the Olympics. It's a dream of yours when you're a kid. Um, and then the last one is the, the most potent one in this situation. Yes, I might strike otherwise. So Alexander Ovechkin was clearly in this poll. We will not name names, but it was clearly someone wears the number eight from Washington. I am just saying it is not a player for the Washington Wizards. Or the Nationals. I don't even know who plays for the Nationals. There it says Bryce Harper left. Or or whoever plays in Washington. Oh, the Redskins, yes. Yeah, them too. Kirk Cousins wears number eight. Is he still playing for the Redskins? You're asking the wrong guy. My fiance would know. But she's not down here. Yeah. Actually, she probably wouldn't know either. Let's be honest. She doesn't even know who plays. She's a Tigers fan, but does not know anyone for the Tigers. She's like, I she knows Miguel Cabrera. That's it. That's it. She's like, I remember Prince Fielder. Prince Fielder was five years ago. It's like me saying, I remember when Jose Reyes stunk as our leadoff hitter for the Jays. Yeah. It was five years ago. I was talking to my um I was talking to my boss about it and he was like, Do you really follow like the Tigers and stuff? I was like, No, not really. I don't really follow baseball too much other than like when we, we when we watch like MLB tonight or MLB network here at work. And it was like And Mike's okay. probably offended. How do you not watch my Red Sox? And I was like I was like, All right, I have a question for you. When was the last time you could name more than two players? More than two players from the Detroit Tigers. And I said... Today, I can do it today. No, no, for me. Oh. And I was like, um, how about when they won the World Series? <laughs> because other than that, all I had was... Well, the, I, the way, they won the World Series in no, no, 1984. No. no. I was No, you said won the World Series. Oh, 
You mean when they went to the World Series? When they went to the World Series. I was about to say, you couldn't, I guarantee you couldn't. You couldn't name Kirk Gibson. You couldn't name Lance Parrish. You couldn't name well, Alan could name Trammell. Lance Parrish. You wouldn't know that he was on I the could team. Na- I Jack could, Morris. I could Willie name. Hernandez. I could name Bill Parrish, Chet Lemon. That's it. Bill Parrish? Lance Parrish. God, you said you said Bill <laughs> somewhere yeah. in there. I said I said Jack Morris. I said Alan Trammell. Willie, I said Willie Hernandez, the, the relief pitcher who won the MVP for some weird reason. Uh, but yeah, message. no, no, I guess, I guess the, a, a, a few years ago when it was, uh, Alex Avila, Verlander and Cabrera, that's just looking at all the former players that got traded away. JD Martinez yeah. is an, an all-star. Nicholas Castellanos is an all-star, just not with the Tigers anymore. Yeah. Um, MLB leader in doubles. I, I found that out when I was doing my demo the other day, but I, I See, it's a weird thing. Like, I couldn't tell you. I didn't even know it was that Granky was on the Diamondbacks. And then he got traded to Houston. Who? He's a very good pitcher, Alex. Like Granky. Oh, that guy, long hair boy. Yeah. No, that's Syndergaard. That's no, my goodness. That's Noah Syndergaard. He plays, still pitches for the Mets. He didn't get traded, even though everyone said he should have been the freaking deal for Strowman. No. Yes. No, no, no. The Diamondbacks kid. He uh, he's got blonde hair. That's not Granky. No. Granky does not have long hair. Blonde. There's a lot of people that have blonde hair on the Diamondbacks. Anyways. The Gr- pitcher I, that got traded. I know who you're talking about. I didn't about. know Granky was a Diamondback until he got traded from the Astros, or traded to the Astros. I'm like, oh, well, that's interesting. Thought he was still in San Diego. But, no. I couldn't like I couldn't tell you who was on the Rockies. I'm trying to think of the MVP for the Brewers right now, but now it's going off my brain. If Uncle Mark were here right now, he'd slap me upside the head. I know that. But. I'm trying to think of other teams like Boss. I mean, the Jays are pretty much it, and that's because why we have actually good rookies. Don't say good players. Good. Don't say a good team. We don't have a good team. You traded them all away. Shh. For nothing. Yeah, we talked. We about that could last have gotten Sandergaard. No. You could have said no and let Stroman just walk in free agency because you really got nothing for him, anyways. I mean, it's better than nothing. <laughs> I'd rather maybe. Paid a few dollars. That was the dumbest. No, actually, Aaron Sanchez and Joe Biagini for a triple-A outfielder that can't hit the ball for snot. He can hit it hard. Oh, yeah, he can hit it hard if he makes contact. He needs to make contact with the ball hard, We talked about that last week. I am just saying, the Jays' future is looking bright. Unfortunately, my shades are in the car, so I can't put them on right now. Thank you, Pat Benatar. On that note, thank you. Pat Benatar? Huh? Was that Pat Benatar? What? Future so bright. That was Pat Benatar, right? I think so. Future so bright. Uh, it might have been. No, yeah. It should have been Pat Benatar. Nope, it was... Who was it? It was Timbuk3. Why do I think it was Pat Benatar? <laughs> That's a clever name. Timbuk3 instead of Timbuk2. not Timbuk2, two. Two, yeah. Well, because there's three of them, Alex. It must have been from Australia. Oh. Uh, <laughs> it Timbuk2 Australia. That's that's what Timbuk three. Nope, American. He's going all the way to Timbuk two. Yes, Alex. You want to know where they're from? Where they are from? Madison, Wisconsin. Okay. (laughs) 
Definitely not but no, Australia. But yeah, no, that was the joke because I mean Timbuktu, that was a place in Australia. Yeah, he's going to Timbuktu. It was, it was a place in Australia. Well, it is. What happened, Alex? Did it get did it get taken over by the the Manny mosquitoes? A nuclear warhead. <laughs> a nuclear what? left it in a wasteland. nuclear warhead which split Australia it, in half. It was taken over by the kangaroos. The can the kangas. And Kang is coming after you, man. It's like and the Ch- wombats. It's like, it's like it's like how they used to say Charlie, whatever, back in the day. Ah, the Kang is coming after us. Crikey, mate! Gotta watch out from the Kangas. And Robert Irwin be coming in there like, oh, I got this because he's like more proper than an Australian accent. I don't know why, but it goes in there and just like he's just he's just he's, he's just he's, he's just, gentle. He's just so he's just so he's great. gentle he about is, it. Yeah, he's, he's just great. He's a great. Oh, he's a great man. Yeah. Listen, I love Bendy to death because I I'm actually I'm older than her just slightly, but Robert's just so freaking. He he is his dad. He is. He's just gonna be something, man. Well, you saw the the side by side picture of um him versus like the side of him feeding Blue the Gator versus. And then when then it was when his dad yeah, was or the feeding. Croc. Yep. Yep. I was like, like I said, he's his dad. Which is funny because Blue was the gator that did the the feeding thing at uh, Steve Irwin's uh, ceremony, like uh, service, yes, funeral yep. service at the the park was yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well favorite croc. Robert is actually the one walking Benny down the aisle for a wedding. I would probably ball my eyes out that's if I watched it. I would be on the floor. That's cute. I would be on. I, I remember when I just started falling over the place when I heard he died in the first place. Well, yeah, because... He was just this amazing human. He wasn't like... It It wasn't like he was doing it as an act. It was just him. Like a pure human. Yeah. It wasn't like we had to like ask him to do it. It's not like Bono where he has to go out and be like this crazy refugee guy because he has to make up for the fact that he's a complete, complete dick. It's Steve Irwin, just this wonderful human being that has no... And it's a cliche, but no bad bone in his body. Yeah. He's just, he was just this great, and Robert's seemingly the same way. Yeah, he's a great guy. But, uh. Uh, I miss Steve. Yeah. If Steve and Robert were together, like, this is, like, I could just, if I could ever imagine in my crazy dreams. Hey, girls, welcome back to the show. We're talking about how Steve Irwin died. No, we're not. We're not talking about how he died. Oh, is yeah. she, oh, she has to leave? Okay. All right. Well, On pro- that note, thank you so much for listening to the show. For all of the peanut gallery for Tyler, we will see you next time. Goodbye, everybody. Yeah, goodbye, everybody. Goodbye! Goodbye!